Motiversity family, it's Marcus Taylor. And I want to thank you for tuning in to the Motivation Daily Podcast by Motiversity, one of the top 50 podcasts in the world. If you enjoy listening to Motiversity and this podcast, you need to download the Mindset Daily Motivation app. On it, you'll gain access to thousands of motivational speeches, including Motiversity's and mine. And now, with the new Mindset Alarm feature, you can start each day with purpose, waking up to powerful audios like this one. You may be average, you may be ordinary, but you have the opportunity every single day to make extraordinary decisions. And what you do today will determine your future. To download Mindset, just go to MindsetApp.com or search for Mindset Daily Motivation on the Apple or Google Play Store and listen to motivational speeches while getting ready for the day. Click the link to download Mindset now and get ready to transform your life. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's bloody hard to be a high-performance person. Gallup did a poll in 2016, worldwide, 87.6% of all the people on the planet, 87.6% of all the people on the planet are unhappy. Why, would, why, why are they unhappy? Because they don't have what they perceive as what they deserve. But it's not what you deserve in life, it's what you earn in life. I came from a background. My dad beat me. I got in a lot of trouble. I found a way to turn it around. The kids, the millennials, give up too easily. I mean, you have to want it more than the air and that you breathe. I said, you can do it if you want it bad enough. The operative part of that is if you want it bad enough. And virtually everybody that's ever come to the seminars never wanted it as much as I did. Nobody was as hungry. How many of you can say that you're serious about it? How many of you can actually say that you're trying to be all you can be? Now, I, I won't insult you by asking you to raise your hand because you'll just lie. 
We, we, we all know what the real answer is, don't we? You're not. And so if you want to be all that you can be, and if you want to be a high performance person, I did know Steve Jobs. I do know uh, Elon Musk. I do know Warren Buffett. I, I do know, and they're all ball busters. Success leaves clues, kids. And they all have one thing in common. They're ball busters. They're hard as nails. What kind of sacrifices are you willing to be super successful? 60 hours a week. Nobody is willing to work 60 hours a week to be successful. Nobody is willing to miss a holiday. If you booked a holiday and something important happened in business, would you tell your family to go on the holiday without you and you're not going to go? Nobody said yes. The high performance people, the one thing that they all have in common is they're hungry. Hungry for a better life. Hungry for change. Hungry for the tough love their parents didn't give them. So is that what it needs? You, you have to be hungry. You, you need to feel the pain. Uh, growth only comes through pain. No pain, no gain. Because you're not willing to make any sacrifices to be high performance. I still work 50, 60 hours a week. And I haven't had to work in 35 years. Ted Turner just gave his 75th anniversary party on CNN a few months ago. And he, has, he makes a couple of comments and he says, number one, and I'm not suggesting this for everybody. It's how I lived though. Uh, first 10 years of my uh, starting CNN, uh, I slept on my couch. I, had, I didn't have an apartment. Bill Gates slept in the office. Steve Jobs slept in the office. And I can go down a whole list. Now these are super successful, mega wealthy guys. I slept in my office. Not everybody's willing to make that sacrifice. But it's not the only thing. But even if you don't sleep in your office, if you want to send your kids to a better school, if you want to be able to take care of your mother when she gets dementia, if you want to, this all takes money. When I, my children aren't getting any of my money when I die. Not, not one centavo, not one penny. And um, uh, two of my kids are cool with it. One of them's not so cool with it. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I think Andrew Carnegie, by the way, Andrew Carnegie, arguably the richest, most successful entrepreneur of all time. He said that uh, the, the best thing that you can have for a child is him to be born into poverty. And I agree. Lack of self-esteem, uh, lack of self-worth. Now they think they have self-worth. They think because they've made a few bucks. But in actuality, and when they measure it against the other 8, 10, 12 people sitting around the table, they realize, or they start to question, hell, maybe I was just lucky. Now, all of us, when you're only a one-trick guy or gal, think, was I lucky? Now, I've done it so many times, I know I'm, I wasn't lucky. I might have been lucky the first time, but I'm not, I haven't been lucky the 15, 20, 40, 50, 60. I know that. Okay. But maybe I was lucky the first time. But my life changed when I went, I was pretty much a, a haphazard kid, got in a lot of trouble, got arrested four or five times, thrown in jail. And this is when my dad's a cop. 
But then I went, I volunteered for the draft um, in 1966 at the height of the Vietnam War. And um, I went to OCS and that changed my life because it was the really first real high performance thing that I could measure myself against other, with other people. Two thirds of all Fortune 500 uh, CEOs have one thing in common, military background. Really? Two thirds of those two thirds have something else, martial arts. What do you learn in martial arts, Brian? Discipline, focus. A lot of people don't believe they deserve to be there. I convince them, and uh, we have these drills, why you belong there. A lot of people that come there, you know, with money, that have made money, think they made it by accident. Right. I just had one of my superstars who's made a hundred million bucks tell me in the last week, you know, I'm not sure I'm gonna have another lucky accident. And I said, you did it. I mean, you, you know, you tried a lot of things. I believe, Thomas Edison, I, would, I wouldn't have done it 10,000 times. Okay. I would have hired an engineer from MIT to do it. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I've tried a lot of things. Nobody's failed at more things than I have. And the first 100 million are successes, but I could write a book about failures that it'd be, I mean, because I've tried a lot of different things. Because failure is just testing. And uh, one of the reasons I've been so successful in generating this equity and value in my kids, and I call you all kids, is because I convince them that making a mistake is okay. Your parents probably told you, you can be anything you want. But you can't. That's horse <laughs> You can't. If it's all juxtaposed. So, but what you tell them is that you can do anything you want that you have passion for because that eliminates most of the crap because most people don't follow their dream. You know, like they say in The Sound of Music, you can't have a dream come true unless you have a dream. Now, I still dream. I dream in Technicolor. I say my affirmations and goals every single night. It's bloody hard to be a high-performance person. So let's dive into your story a bit more. Tell us about East L.A. When I, when, I went, um, when I was uh, there as an adolescent, it was almost all uh, a Mexican. And my father was a policeman, my mom was a housewife. My mother came to uh, the United States. Um, she crossed the Rio Grande River in 1924 as an illegal alien with her mother. And the, uh, we lived uh, almost right where uh, downtown Los Angeles is. And uh, my dad was a cop, and so it was easy for him to get to work. Uh, and so uh, I got in a lot of trouble, you know, done some awful things while I was a, kid, a little kid, especially. Uh, and the, um, finally, um, they threw me out of the school district. So we had to move to another school district. Uh, and my mother thought that I would be um, better there because she thought it was the, the environment. She didn't understand it was me. So then when we moved to the valley, which is called the San Fernando Valley, which has become infamous now, and so I went there and I got in a lot of trouble. Um, uh, I was arrested five times. Finally, I uh, volunteered for the draft in uh, 1966, more or less at the height of the Vietnam War. And uh, the army made a man out of me. Uh, I became an officer and the rest is really history. It was, and it was the first high-performance thing I ever did. I didn't understand, other than I had a, a father who looked like a superhero, alpha male uh, role model, 
Other than that, um, uh, he was my benchmark. He was very athletic. He was an all-American athlete in high school, and I could barely uh, chew gum and walk at the same time. I was very uncoordinated. So uh, uh, my aggression I took out on um, other people. I fought. I, was, I could get in fights real well. I was over, I've always been a big kid, and so um, the, uh, but I went off in the Army. The first high-performance thing I did was become an officer, and I got out of the military quite uh, uh, by accident. I was going to stay in the military because it was perfect for me. It was almost impossible for me to get in trouble. Uh, the, um, and they gave you crazy things to do, which I enjoyed. And then one day, uh, I got a special award. Uh, one day I'm sitting in the officers club and a two-star general uh, said, Danny, why don't you buy the drinks for all of us? And I said, I bought the drinks. You don't ask a two-star general why. And then he said, the magic words that changed my life. Danny, a young man like you could get rich in the civilian world. And I swear to you, a light bulb went off over my head. I never thought of rich Danny Pena in the same sentence. And uh, I applied to get out of the Army. So I went from a, a regular Army officer to out, and I went back to school. A four-year education in two and a half years, and I almost got straight A's um, because it was easy. It was easy for me. I didn't realize how bright I really was until I got in the military. Uh, because in grammar school in East LA, they used to stand me in a corner with a dunce cap. And if I was bad, uh, they put me in a corner, then they put me in a closet. And they keep me in the closet uh, until my mother uh, or my grandmother came to pick me up. But my father told me, sticks and stones can break your bones, Dan, but words can never hurt you. The first thing I did is I looked for uh, uh, anomalies uh, in the federal uh, bidding process for federal products. I saw there was a sh the refineries across the United States were only 60% being used, um, and yet there was a, uh, a jet fuel shortage with the U.S. Air Force. So I put two and two together, I connected the dots, and I bid on federal contracts. And the first year in business, I did $50,540,000 in business with one employee, me. Um, and then when I had that money, uh, I, I went out and I saw sought uh, oil and gas partners drilling for oil and gas. And so I continued to build. Well, I bought an option uh, on oil and gas properties for $60,000 and I turned it into $160 million in 99 days. From there, I was uh, overnight success. And so I took it public and I grew the company um, uh, I mean, up to about 500 million, excuse me. Uh, then the shareholders threw me out. Uh, they threw me out with a lot of money. So I, I didn't cry. I don't feel sorry for me. Uh, and um, I've been, uh, I decided I wanted to do something else because um, I already was ostensibly pretty rich. And uh, I tried to teach university for a year. I found that very unfulfilling. The system that was devised 70 uh, years ago, after World War II, you go to work with a company, you work 30, 40, 45 years, you get a pension, and you can live in a picket house with 2.4 dogs, uh, 6.4 uh, grandchildren, and hopefully your original wife. Well, that model's dead. That is impossible anymore. And on top of it, you have 150 to $250,000 in debt for going to school. And some kids will be 45 years old and still be paying off student debt.
Well, that, that's a load of crap. Down deep in your soul, you know there is no get-rich-quick scheme that's legal. So for a millennial, um, it sounds trite, something they believe in. If you change a billion lives, you'll get wealthy. What do you believe in enough to quit your job to try to change a billion lives? Most of the kids just want to know if they get paid twice a month. Most of the people watching this thing should either not be in business if they've got one or close the f***er down if they got one. Because you got in business for all the wrong reasons and you don't have the balls to close them down because of what other people are going to say. You, don't ha you have no idea how um, limitless it is when you're not afraid of what other people think or say. You have no idea. There's not two people watching this thing that even has uh, a concept of what it is to act as if you have no limits to your abilities. Zero. Uh, but you have to do something every day that scares you. Scares you. And, um, and that's uh, a, a takeoff from Helen Keller who said, or not said, uh, she was deaf, dumb, uh, everything. She couldn't do anything. And she said every day she did something to scare herself. Well, if you and I had all those afflictions, just getting out of bed would be scary enough. And so I decided that one of the differentiations between the people that got the most out of the, uh, the week-long seminar and the year-long free mentoring from me is people that really press themselves hard. So I translated that into they've got to do something and list it what they did to scare themselves every single day. Is that the essence of really what you do, is getting people to take more risk, or to get out of their comfort zones, and then the wealth comes later? It's not just out of their comfort zones. It's the change of reality. Okay, you know, your reality is different than my reality, and you know, your followers' realities are all different. But it's the change of reality, and to make yourself Accountable. That's not just getting outside your comfort zone, making yourself accountable. Okay, uh, not just accountable, to, not accountable to somebody else, accountable to you, me, you know, yourself, because that's the ultimate. Uh, ultimately, that's the only person you should be accountable to, is yourself. And we grow up, uh, in my judgment, wrongly, that the that, that we don't hold ourselves accountable enough. We just don't. We we we've learned uh, to come up with reasons why we can't do this reasons why it's okay not to do this, reasons why you didn't follow up on time, reasons why I told the guy to get back to him by Wednesday, it's now Friday, oh, it's the weekend, I'll now get back to him till, you know, on Monday. And uh, life has gotten simpler now. With the internet and with email and the things where the communication is almost instant, you'd think it should be easier, but it's not. I, I use the analogy. 25, 30 years ago, you go in and buy a $100 million company, your due diligence would be three, four, five weeks, and it'd take you three, four, five weeks to close the deal. Okay, a month and a half, six to eight weeks. With the internet, it should take less time because the information is instantaneous. It takes us twice as long to close a deal now. Twice as long. There's no reason for that. Things haven't gotten twice as complicated, but somebody has to put their name on the line. Somebody wants to push off the accountability. 
somebody would rather have Brian sign off on it. So I go home early on a Thursday knowing you're going to come in early on a Monday and your signature will be on the document instead of mine because I don't want to be accountable. Uh, and so the, the kids today have this need. It's, it's like this thirst for, for guidance. And the kids do better in the year-long mentor program than the older kids. So the kids in their teens and 20s uh, do better than the guys in their 40s and 50s. That's because the guys in their 40s and 50s got a lot of baggage. Bad habits. Bad habits, you know, and it's tough to get rid of them. And the, um, you know, motivation gets you started. Good habits keep you going. Most people just have piss poor habits. And, uh, you know, I've had these same habits for about 50 years now, okay? About 50 years. And I don't even think about it. I mean, it's just like brushing my teeth, taking a shower. I just do it. And, uh, and, I, and I, one of the other interviews that uh, I did with you, I said, when I do feel wimpish, which isn't too often, I just say, come on. And, and I just go out and do it. Uh, and, 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 and I do that about my entire life. Uh, everything about it. And, and, and I know that if I hadn't built up these habits 20, 30 years ago, you know, at, at age 70, I certainly wouldn't be doing this. I don't fail very often. I, I do fail. You're pretty open about all the failures. Of yeah, I'm not ashamed them. of them. Right. That's who, that's what's made me who I am. You said failure is just testing. Correct. It's just testing. And I don't know, and I'm quick to pull the trigger two, two ways. I'm quick to pull the trigger and trying something, and I'm quick to pull the trigger and closing something. That's what you're teaching these kids. Correct. It's not just business. No. Okay. How to stand up like you had a pair. Which gets us into the snowflake. Oh. You hadn't used that word two years ago. No, I didn't. What's a snowflake? A snowflake is a kid, uh, a guy or a gal that melt under pressure. As opposed to what they tell me. You know, God, every snowflake is different, Mr. P. You know, there's not one snowflake that's the same as the other. The trillions and trillions and trillions. I said, yes, that's correct. That's correct. And he says, and so uh, we deserve to be here just like, no, that's not correct. Uh, in your opinion, snowflakes melt under pressure. Some people, most people, in my judgment, don't really want to be successful if it takes any sacrifice whatsoever. Uh, everybody's scared to f***ing death of uh, what might happen. And so they, 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 they want to come across as your friend. They don't want, they don't want people to say bad things about you. And, and it gets back to uh, athletics. Uh, our three children, which are millennials, we had, right at, at the, uh, the outer edge as our oldest son. But they were in athletic programs in schools just when the uh, no win, you know, you, you participate, ribbons. And I took them out of athletics. And that was the beginning of the deterioration of, uh, of in my, in my judgment, uh, manly education. Even the guys that make it to your castle. Correct. Folk over the 20 grand. Correct. Even they don't want to be successful. Not, well, once they think or once they see what it costs in human uh, resources, that, that ain't for me. The, the, it's not what happens to us in life, it's how we interpret what happens to us in life. It's how we're trained emotionally to cope with information that uh, we don't like. 
you can't hurt, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. That's what the saying was when I was uh, maybe uh, one to uh, 15. And so I just, you know, shined it on. And I said, if you want to make something of it, we'll step out and then off and we'll see who's, who's right and who's wrong. That's how we used to settle who's right and who's wrong. The guy that's standing over the guy that's on the ground. And a lot of times I got the shit kicked out of me. I don't know if you can protect people to a fault. I know when you have kids, as you do now, I mean, you can protect kids to a fault. Of course, that's why we have snowflakes, because they've led a bubble wrap life. My dad, you know, I'm, gl I'm glad he's not alive to see this, because the, the, the more snowflakes we have, the less the, pro less the possibility of the earth making it. Okay, would you okay. want the earth to make and it? I, yeah, I do. Uh, and um, men aren't what they used to be. Men aren't the guys from the 14 and 1500s that sailed the ocean blue to find various parts of the, of, of the world. Right, and um, that's hurting us. It, I mean, in a devastating manner. I gave you a couple stats at dinner. I'm gonna say them again, they're worth repeating. In 1986, the average uh, uh, man's handshake pressure was 118 pounds. 30-year-old man, 118 pounds. 2016, 96 pounds. A woman, 1986, was 105 pounds. Today, 110 pounds. 110 pounds. Testosterone levels in sperm counts tested uh, 50 years ago, and today uh, they're producing 60 to 70% the amount of testosterone levels in sperm counts as they did. We're dying out. So you're, I mean, look, I remember when I was up at the castle, I said, they don't make him like Dan Pena anymore. And we should cherish for what he tells us. You're kind of giving us a glimpse into what we were in the past. And you're trying to remind us that there were good things there. Yeah. And what do you say against all the people that say, well, well violence isn't the solution and we should embrace the feminine side and all of that stuff. Okay, I'll say if love worked, there would, need be, there would be no personal development. Love doesn't got the job done, okay? Love doesn't work. Religion doesn't work. Nothing works other than if you have self-esteem as a human being. You're a better person, you're a better father, you're a better husband, better wife, whatever, the, you know, you're a better, you're a better citizen, you take uh, uh, life more serious if you have self-esteem, if you have self-worth. Gallup poll did in uh, 2016-17 a study. 86.6% of the people on the planet, of the five or 7.6 or 7 billion, are unhappy. They've, they've uh, locked out. They're, they're not looking for anything in life. And I say, I'd like to find the 13%. Because most people are living hand to mouth, most people are living paycheck to paycheck. Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Ted Turner. Success leaves clues, kids. I just named five of the greatest names in business in the last 150 years. And they all have one thing in common. They're ball busters. They're hard as nails. Where does that leave you? I still work 50, 60 hours a week and I haven't had to work in 35 years. You're not willing to do anything. You're not willing to sacrifice anything to be a high performance person. I don't want to be like that. No, no, most people don't. I want to be liked. 
Yeah, well, see, you want to fit in. I don't, I'm the only speaker that you're ever going to hear that really, with all his heart, doesn't give a shit. If I leave here, you liking me, I did something wrong. If we would like to improve the quality of our lives, personally and professionally, what would be your advice? What can we do? What is most important? Well, the most important thing is self-esteem. Um, the people that we read about, the people that we uh, admire, uh, the Elon Musks, the Steve Jobs, the Warren Buffetts, etc., all have one thing in common. They have extremely high self-esteem. Of course, you've heard me say this before, self-esteem is built the first seven or eight years of life. And uh, unfortunately, we're with our parents the first seven or eight years of life. Uh, ergo, uh, we don't have too much high self-esteem. But to build high self-esteem, and the way you build high self-esteem, if you're 25, 35, or 45, is to uh, be around, uh, surround yourself with other people that have high self-esteem. Uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And so uh, you can still, you can reverse your childhood by who you associate with. How do you do that? Well, you find people that are, that are where you want to be, but they're already there. You're 22 years old, you're 32, you're 41 years old, and there's a guy or a gal who's 45 years old who is where you want to be. They've accomplished a lot of things. If you're into, uh, they're saving the world, they're using their money for good causes, go associate with those people, be around those people. And they're easy to find. Uh, but you, they're not going to knock on your door. They're not going to come to your apartment or your flat and ask you, oh, can I help you? I had self-esteem. I didn't know till I got grown up and was an adult that everybody didn't have self-esteem. I didn't understand that. I didn't realize that everybody didn't have self-confidence. I didn't realize that everybody didn't have self-worth. Gallup did a poll in 2016 Worldwide, 87.6% of all the people on the planet. We'll just, we'll just round it off. 87% of everybody that walks the face of the earth, 7.65 billion people are unhappy. The high performance people, the one thing that they all have in common is they're hungry. Hungry for a better life. Hungry for change. Hungry for the tough love their parents didn't give them. So is that what it needs? You, you have to be hungry? You, you need to feel the pain? Uh, growth only comes through pain. No pain, no gain. It's the same in life. Um, if love got the job done, you wouldn't need podcasts, you wouldn't need seminars. It doesn't. Tough love gets the job done. But being liked doesn't get you a raise when you're working for uh, whoever you're working for, efficiency, accountability. Most people that come to seminars are there because they weren't held accountable when they were growing up. Because I can imagine that most people think you're so tough, so, you know, courageous, but tough. I don't want to be like that. No, no, most people don't. I want to be liked. Yeah, well, see, you want to fit in. I don't, I'm the only speaker that you're ever going to hear that really, with all his heart, doesn't give a shit. If I leave here, you liking me, I did something wrong.
What is your definition of a high-performance person? Being all that you can be every day. 24-7, 365, being all you can be. I asked the question a couple days ago. How many of you, you can raise your hand, but how many of you have kids? Don't raise your hand now. How many of you would like to have your kids grow up just like your parents? You know the answer, don't you? Close to zero. Because they were shitty role models. Now, I'm not going to ask the second question. How many of you would like your kids to grow up and be like you? But being a high-performance person is a full-time job. I'm like this when I wake up in the morning to brush my teeth. I'm like this when I brush my teeth before I go to sleep. I'm like this 24-7, 365, and I've been like this for the better part of 50 years. I'm always like this. I'm always pushing the edge of the envelope. I did know Steve Jobs. I do know uh, Elon Musk. I do know Warren Buffett. And they're all ball busters. Success leaves clues, kids. I just named the greatest names in business in the last 150 years. And they all have one thing in common. They're ball busters. They're hard as nails. Where does that leave you? Uh, and the best advice I've ever given anybody is just do it. Uh, we take too much time procrastinating. Fear is false expectations appearing real. We're worried about what other people think. We're trying to fit in. And I can go through a whole litany of stuff why you are where you are because you just didn't do it. You didn't want to make a mistake. You got a mortgage. You got uh, two ex-wives. You got a 15-year-old daughter who's uh, pregnant. I can, your, your, your dad's got Alzheimer's. Your mother's got emphysema spitting up blood. I can go on and on and on and on. But the bottom line is, if you had 15 years ago, you had just done it. 10 years ago, you had just done it. Five years ago, if you had just done it. Six months ago, if you just done it, you probably wouldn't be in the position you're in now. So I'm saying no matter what your age is, it's still time to just go out and do it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.